0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to Session 10 of Grace Podcast. Uh, The podcast is a digital extension of Grace Life Coaching. I'm Timothy Muse, founder of Grace Life Coaching. It's a joy to be with you today as we spend this time together. Uh, If you have a desire or need would like to participate in coaching, you can check us out at gracelifecoaching.com. So it's a joy to be with you today. Whatever your day brings, whenever you're listening to this, whenever you're part of the day, whatever part you're offering us. Thank you for that. Thank you for giving us the chance to be part of your day. Thank you for giving us a portion of your time and of your energy and of your thought processes. If the podcast is helpful for you, if you're growing because of it, if you're if you're learning because of it, please share it. Please share it out there on uh, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, tag us, uh, tag me uh, on your Instagram account if you're sharing it Get it out there in any way that you can so that others can take advantage of this the only way that we grow if you're listening to this on spotify or uh, iheartradio or pandora please like it uh, so or follow it so that um when it comes up when new episodes come up you'll be able to connect and know what's going on this grows organically when we get it out there so the more people that have access to it the more people that are open to it, aware of it, given access to it, the more that you're able to, the more that we're able to get this information out there and and grow together. So I certainly would encourage you, share it uh, on your social media. Uh, When I post it on my social media, if you follow me on social media, then like it and share it, either on my Instagram account or my Facebook page, uh, so that it can get out there. The more people that hear the better off we can be so if this is helpful for you and you want to tag someone else in it please do please do if you have any questions or comments you can connect with me through the website uh, gracelifecoaching.com uh, you can use the contact form there or just reach out to me directly and i'll do what i can if you want to do some coaching if you want to work some one-on-one stuff uh, whether you're if you're local to me we can meet face to face if not we can do it digitally Uh, the joy of the digital world. So however I can work, whatever we can do together. Uh, So check it out and keep moving forward uh, and keep loving yourself. Keep giving yourself good, positive energy and, and thoughts. Keep loving on yourself, even in the hardest of times, even in the hardest of times. There's no place where our life goes that we don't love ourselves. Maybe we might struggle with how we're acting or thinking or what have you, but we should always love ourselves. Uh, When we stop loving ourselves, that's when we start giving uh, room for energy to come in that that we don't want. Okay, so a couple days ago, uh, I was driving down uh, one of the highways here in town towards the next big city. And as I was going along, I had mentioned to a couple of the occupants in the car, my father and my daughter, there was a, a house, an old house on the corner of this one intersection. And as they're doing road construction, they tore this house down. Now, a couple of years ago, the house was up for sale. And every time I would drive by it, I thought to myself, no one's going to ever buy that house. You know, it was built at a time when the, when the highway was maybe a two lane. Well, it's not a two lane anymore. It's big. It's a lot of traffic. It's right there on the corner. There's no protection around it. It's a little shoebox of a house. No one was going to buy it. Even in this current housing boom market, no one was gonna buy that house because it's just location, location, location. So they tore it down and I don't know when because it'd been a little while since i have been that intersection. So I had said, wow, look at that, they tore that house down. So my daughter, uh, who was in the back seat, my daughter said, well, when did they tear it down? I don't know, they just tore it down since the last time we had been here. Well, where did the family go? I don't know. Well, what happened to them? I don't know. Well, how did they tear it down? I don't know. So then I finally had to say to her, all I know is what I see and that is that they tore the house down. And that was the end of it. That was the end of the conversation. We went on with other things in our day and in our world. However, it got me to thinking about her uh, mainly because this is a a pattern for her. But it got me to thinking about where a lot of people are. See, her thought processes, her, her anxiety and her understanding the world, she needed closure. She needed that conversation to come to an end in a way that she could wrap it all up and tie it off with a bow. She needed to know what happened to them and where they went and when it was torn down. She needed to know all of those details in order to decrease her anxiety, her inability to leave that thought open. Well, I thought about that and I thought, well, that's, that's her, of course. Um, I know that about her. I've been walking with her for a good long time now, but that's where a lot of people are and not just with houses that got torn down. That's where a lot of people are with a lot of things. The need for closure. The need for closure, the need to tie everything up in a bow. It's very Hollywood-oriented. You know, our entertainment, our entertainment, our sports entertainment always ends with a winner or loser. Very rarely does it end in a tie, and there's really only a couple of sports that can end in a tie. Some sports just go on and on and on until somebody wins. We need that closure in our sports, in our entertainment. If we think about Hollywood, Hollywood always wraps up a story with a bow. There's always an epilogue and the epilogue always ties up loose ends. And we're and and, and Hollywood really drives this narrative of the good, wholesome storyline, the happy ending, if you will, of stories. There's always a happy ending. Stories always end in a happy ending. Um and books, novels, there, there's always this, this tie up, this closure, this epilogue. So, so when we live life, people get stuck when they don't get this epilogue, when they don't get this closure, when they don't get the closure, when someone close to them passes away without saying the final words that need to be said. When relationships end and there's no reason or no clear reason why relationships end, when people ghost someone else and they stop talking or a circumstance happens, a job is lost or what have you, and there is such a need for closure, such a desire for closure, that that can become crippling. Like I saw with my daughter, she couldn't move on until she had all of those questions asked and hopefully got an answer to. She didn't get an answer because I didn't have the answer, but she got what she could have. But there's this desire for closure, and and I think so many people are challenged and struggle with not having closure on minor things and on major things. So there's all of these open-ended, not tied up within a bow, not resolved issues in people's lives But the play isn't okay. How do I incorporate those issues into my life? No, the play is seeking that closure even when it is destructive, even when it is um, unhealthy. And and when that closure isn't there, then the self-narrative is written of what did I do? Let's make this about me. How did I fail this? How did I create this? When it may have nothing to do with you, nothing at all. Now, it may have nothing to do with the person, though the person may spin the narrative that they had done something wrong, drastic, terrible, what have you, and it may have nothing to do with the person. But this need for closure, this, this, this need to have everything wrapped up in a bow, can drive people into anxiety and nervousness and just drives them crazy. I mean, it, it'll drive them crazy in not having that closure. But here's the thing, we don't always get closure. You know, I think that's the first part that we need to acknowledge. We don't always get closure. Things happen, people change. We don't know why. We don't know what's happening in their lives. They don't know what's happening in our lives. People change, people mature, people have experiences, and they're not always willing to talk about that. Sometimes they just turn around and walk away. Marriages come to an end. And though we would like clear, concrete answers as to why that is, we don't always get them. People change. Circumstances change. People die unexpectedly. And as hard as that is, when people die unexpectedly, we don't get that moment to get those final answers, those final words. People lose their jobs unexpectedly. Again, and and these are narratives that don't have closure. One of the things in order to be able to move forward and live a a better, stronger life is to grasp the fact that not everything is gonna have closure. Not everything is gonna have answers. There will be some unending things, some open-ended things in our lives. There will be things that we don't have answers to. And we have to learn to dwell in the mystery. So how do we do that? How do we do that? Okay, well, you know, in some instances, in some instances, we just have to be bold to ask. In some instances, we just have to be bold to ask. I mean, seriously, if a friend or, a, or, or, or a, um, an acquaintance ghosts us, if 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 you get ghosted or you get ignored or you put information out there, a family member doesn't respond back. I mean, sometimes you got to have be bold enough to ask the question, hey, what's going on? What's happening here? And you can even put it out there and say, look, I'm feeling like you're ghosting me. I need some closure to this. I need some information here. And sometimes you're going to get it. Sometimes you're going to, you can be bold and ask for that closure. You can be bold and ask for direction and answer so one of the ways to help with that is actually to be bold and ask for it don't wait for it don't sit back and hope that it happens don't sit back and 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 you know kind of take the passive role and if my friend who hasn't been talking to me for three months decides they want to talk to me and tell me what's going on then I'll listen but if they're not going to talk to me I'm not going to ask no ask ask the question what's going on what's the issue here Ask the question. If they're not going to give you an answer, well, then that's closure in and of itself. That's data in and of itself. So you can be bold. You can be bold and you can ask for closure. The other thing, and I think this is the bigger thing, this is the bigger work. We don't always get closure. We've already established that. We don't always get answers to things. We've already established that. But there is something about asking the question of just how important that closure is. Just how important is that closure to you in your life? Now, it may be very important. But if we boil it down, we may find that it's not that important. I don't know why my friend who I started hanging out with six months ago ghosted me three months ago. I don't know what I did wrong. You know? It's not really that important. It's not that important what I did wrong. It's not that important what I experienced or didn't experience. Maybe closure isn't as important as we want to make it out to be in every circumstance. Now, of course, when we get to bigger circumstances, when we get to longer circumstances, of course, maybe it has more power and more weight. But we do need to ask ourselves, how important is closure? What is it that is getting me bothered up and bottled up about this? Is it that I really truly want to know how this or why this came to an end? Or is it I'm feeling out of control in this? And this is a way for me to gain some control. To gain some control over the circumstance. To gain some control over my emotions, over my thoughts. To get answers can certainly give you the ability to maintain and control your thoughts, but sometimes we need to learn to maintain and control our thoughts even when we don't get those answers, even when we don't have them. And that's really, I think, where the challenge is. When things come to an end and we don't have closure, we create that closure in our brains. We create the scenario of closure. And when we create narratives in our brain, most of the time, my friends, those narratives are not positive and they are not life giving. They are usually pretty dark and terrible towards us. We usually paint ourselves as the villain, as the bad person, or the victim. I either did nothing wrong and I'm the victim, or I must have been a terrible friend. Either way, our brains paint these narratives. And when we paint these narratives, We don't have an answer, so we can paint whatever narrative we want. We can think whatever we want. Closure helps us to stop that narrative, of course, but if we're not going to get it, we need to figure out other ways to stop that narrative. We need to figure out other ways to gain control of our thoughts so that we're not just going to continue to create these narratives of awful that will tear ourselves apart. So part of that is really digging deep and asking the question, how important is this closure? How important is this person to me? If they're really important, and then go back and ask. If you can, go back and ask. But it really does dig down to ask just how important this person is. It also causes you to kind of evaluate your place and the circumstances. You know, if if you can't find a place where you did something wrong in a relationship, if you look at the relationship and say, wow, I mean, I really didn't like do ghosting activity, then don't beat yourself up that you did something that's ghosting activity. If your friend wants to tell you that's different. But see, that's the thing. That's where we have to create our own closure. We have to create our own closure, but when we do that, we have to make sure that we create a closure that will give us life. Even if we have to apologize or acknowledge our own play, we do have to create a closure that gives life. We can't just create a closure that is going to continually beat ourselves, because it's really never closure. It's just an act of continual self-beating over and over and over. My friends, we are not gonna get closure on everything. We have the capability, and the sovereignty to ask for closure, of course, but we are not gonna get closure on everything. There will be things in life that we have to learn to live with without having closure. Part of moving forward is understanding. Part of being better is understanding and embracing that there are just things in our lives that we're never gonna have closure on. And we just have to be okay with that. We just have to be able to say, I'm okay with not having closure or I'm going to put that not having closure in a place that is not going to burden my entire existence. And we'll talk about some of those affects and some of those strategies at a later time. But look, we're not going to get closure on everything. And we have to be okay with that. We really do. All right, that's what I got for you today. I hope that you're well. Like I said, if this is helpful to you, share it. Share it out there so people can follow and and hear it and be connected. If you have any comments, hit me up. Find me at uh, gracelifecoaching.com and let me know and I'll do the best I can to help out and give any advice possible. Hey, you take care and we'll talk again the next time.